The Gym Channel Podcast, bringing you the big picture on geoscientific information management through interviews and discussions. Welcome to The Gym Channel, a digital discovery edition. The digital discovery series features guest speakers from the natural resources industries with an interest and focus on digital technology and geoscientific information management. If you're enjoying our podcast series, please leave some feedback through your podcast player or on Apple Podcasts. We love to hear from our community. Featured in this episode is guest speaker Jennifer McLaughlin. She's the Manager of Exploration Information Management at Cameco. Degree qualified in mineral exploration and with 18 years experience in information management, Jennifer leads Cameco's information management team, managing software and databases, dashboards, reporting, and automation with the aim of providing self-service data access to the exploration department. Jennifer is joined by Stephen Alpers from Acquire and discusses the topic of robotic process automation. Hi, Jennifer. Really nice to meet you today. Uh, I'd like you, if you could, please tell us a bit about yourself and your current role. Um, Okay, sure thing. Um, So I did train as a geologist originally. Um, I have a bachelor and a master's degree in mineral exploration. Um, And I became interested in GIS maybe about uh, 20 years ago or so. So I decided to take a diploma in that. Mm -hmm. And that got me into learning about programming and data management, querying, that sort of thing. And I I discovered that I was really interested in that. Um, So I basically shifted my focus over to that. And I've been working in that field since then, um, still mostly within geology. Um, Currently, I'm the manager of Chemical Exploration's uh, information management team. Um, So we're tasked with sort of managing all the data, all the programs, um, and all of our data is in sort of six or seven primary data stacks. And so we integrate, we sort of integrate them all into a a self-service model that geoscience operations and our health and safety can access sort of whenever they need to. Got it. And so Chemico recently went through the process of introducing uh, robotic process automation or RPA. Uh, So RPA will be new to many of our listeners. And could you please explain what this is and how it's being applied by the mining industry? Um, Sure thing. So basically what it is, is it's using automated programs to carry out um, sort of repetitive tasks that have known rules and validation that you can sort of program into them. So for example, a a really simple example of one of the things we do is um, downloading files from an FTP site. Um, So we basically have a program that can tell based on the file names and some of the information in the files um, where they need to go when they get downloaded. So what file, what folder they need to go in within the folder structure. Um, So nobody has to do that on their own basically, which would be a big pain in the butt. Um, it's automated. So basically, yeah. <laughs> so basically, yeah. Um, it sort of frees up time for people to do more value-added tasks, things that require more intelligence than just those repetitive things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, for example, this person that they don't have to spend their time downloading the files, so they can um, maybe spend time looking at the actual data, QAQCing it, and getting it into the hands of the people who actually need it to make decisions faster. So streamlining the processes. Basically, yeah, streamlining, taking a lot of the grunt work out of it and just getting to the meat of the issue right away. Got it, got it. Yeah. 
So, I mean, right now um, it's being used a lot sort of in, in the administrative, on the administrative side of, of the mining industry. So things like the procure to pay cycle, um, production reporting and reconciliation. Um, and then sort of the next step is getting it into the actual uh, like mining environment. Right. Um, so uh, one of the things I read about that's really interesting is using it as a kind of um, for sort of like predictive maintenance on mining machines. The, yep. the robot is or the bot is getting the feedback from from the machine all the time and it can spot irregularities that might lead to to bigger issues in the future and, and hopefully resolve them before they become something major. So you're talking about hole packs and diggers? Yeah, like actual heavy machinery and stuff that's used in the mines, yeah. Yeah, got it. So how is robotic process automation uh, different to something like AI or you know artificial intelligence? Um, well, it's not even, they're not really mutually exclusive. Um, they can be used together. Um, I would say AI is a bit more complex, but you can kind of start with the, with the process automation. So um, you can add the AI in as like an add-on so that you can sort of make decisions and predict things within that flow. So really do work together. What are some of the business benefits of implementing robotic process automation that you're seeing at Cameco? Um, well, the biggest one is definitely time savings. Um, right. You know, not, not having to go through all these repetitive checks and stuff. Um, the first thing that we used it for um, was basically our, our daily checks that we used to do on all of our systems. We'd go in and, you know, check our servers and how's this connection working and that sort of thing. Um, and now the bots do that for us and we can just do a quick look at the list from the bots and see if there's any errors. So, you know, what took three of us 10 minutes each now we glance at it for five seconds and we're done. So definitely time saving. So we have, we free up our time for things like modeling and dashboards and managing the interface and things that add more value to the user's experience. So in that case, you're talking about three people doing 10 minutes or 30 minutes versus five or 10 seconds. So there's a yeah. potentially a 30 minute savings per event Basically, per time yeah. that you want to do that, right? That's mm -hmm. that's remarkable. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. In in general, so for example, say on a weekly basis, do you have any kind of time savings stats in mind? Um, is, is, so for example, is this, is if you're, if you're doing a time savings of, of 30 minutes, that's, you know, that's, that's good to know, but is that? Yeah. Can that compound and can that turn into hours or days or weeks of labor savings? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it all adds yeah. up. Absolutely. So what what challenges uh, were you faced with when you're implementing and setting up a robotic process automation system? Um, I think the biggest one so far has been mostly the security issue of having um, having these bots. So they're basically you know, bot accounts having access to our systems and our information. So they obviously right. need a, a certain level of access to complete their tasks, but that has to be balanced with the security of, of having these accounts that could, you know, either mistakenly or purposefully be used to access confidential information or to potentially alter things. Okay. So you're having to deal not only with the geology, but also the technology and cybersecurity. So it's a, you know, in a multidisciplinary kind of a role. 
Absolutely. I mean, thankfully, we have our IT department who's experts in that, and they sort of guide us on that, which is helpful. But yeah, we are getting to the point where everything sort of overlaps more. And, you know, then we're also considering um, operations and um, whether people are working remotely or in the office and all kinds of other issues with what happens when people are working in the field. So it really is sort of almost every aspect of, of what we do in exploration just kind of overlaps and fits together. Great. And what kind of data or information plays a part in robotic process automation? Um, well, really, I mean, it can be anything. Right now, the way we're using it, we're basically just um, checking on a system or a process and getting some feedback on whether or not it's working. Um, so for instance, um, we, check, uh, we check in with the replication monitor to see if our SQL databases are replicating properly. And so basically it can, the bot can just go in and has permission to look and see if the replication's working. Um, and then it does have a little bit of intelligence. It can also say, okay, well, if this isn't working, can I at least ping this server? So if it doesn't work, we can at least get a, um, a response from the bot that says, um, you know, yes, I pinged it and I can't get in touch with it or I can. So then we say, okay, well, if we can't get in touch with it, obviously that's why we're not getting replication working, but if we can, then we know it's something else. So, And I take it that it, it will alert you to this fact and it will bring this to your attention so that you can go and remedy the situation? Absolutely, yeah. It basically just, this is the check we do every morning. We check the list of things that it looked at. And if, uh, if it says that there's an error, it'll basically just say true in a column. And then we know that we need to go and look at that system or that process and see what's going on with it. And how are you finding the appetite from your from the data consumers who you're working with to get their hands on this type of information are you dealing mostly with with a, a small team of you know, technical colleagues or is there is this branching out more broadly to your to the broader team are, um, are commercial decision makers taking an interest in what you're doing definitely yeah um obviously we have the sort of operations people interested in sort of the day-to-day -day things and how we're keeping up with things. And then we have management kind of looking at, um, you know, overall trends. And so I don't necessarily know if the people are thinking, oh, we need more robotic process automation, but they certainly like it when things are coming to them faster and they really wanna be able to see things in real time. So I think that's one of the key things that um, you can really improve with that is just getting your stuff, like a, getting your data as soon as you can and it's available to people, you know, almost as soon as it happens, so. And when you're making that data available to people, what format do they receive that data in? Um, mostly things like dashboarding. Mm -hmm. You know, they're never really, we're the ones that are really looking at the raw data. Yeah. So they would see it in things like dashboarding um, and reporting and any sort of updates, things like that. A lot of the time we shoot out, you know, they can feel free to go look at the reports, but sometimes we also just shoot them out to them um, right. on, a, on a schedule so that they can look at them. Fantastic, okay, good. And so what are the other new innovations or some trends that are coming up that you see emerging in the industry? Um, well, I think AI is definitely another really big one. Um, we're starting to dip our toes into that as well. Um, things like data analytics, especially for business decisions. Um, 
cloud data storage and cloud computing are definitely growing fast. Um, in terms of operational things, it's more like um, remote control, um, especially certainly in our industry where you know they're dealing with potentially radioactive material, um, keeping right. the worker a safe distance from things like that. Um, yeah. So that's definitely important in the actual operations of the mines. It's exciting times. So mm -hmm. what, do, what does the uh, mine of the future start to look like for you? What kinds of things can you see coming our way? Um, well, definitely, I would say um, it'll be more hands-off. Again, focusing on worker safety, you know, having things uh, potentially remote, you know, the big robots doing everything kind of like in cars, you know, how robots are building robots and those robots are building cars, you know, <laughs> It'll yeah, be, everything yeah. will be white and shiny. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of that focusing on worker safety, definitely environmental responsibility. Um, and I think automation is a great way to do that. So thanks, Jennifer, for this interesting talk. And uh, we look very, very much forward to talking with you again. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Acquire's podcast, The Gym Channel. Find us at acquire.com.au.